Thank you for listening to the Fiddle and Pipe morning announcements. Today... Whoa, 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 whoa. You're a little abrasive for 5.30 on a Wednesday morning. Who's saying that it's 5.30 in the morning? It could be 5.30 in the afternoon. Did you forget when our episode drops? Well, I'm asleep because it's 3 a.m. my time, not 5 a.m. your time. So I'm sleeping. So we have some morning announcements for y'all. The first announcement is, if you haven't heard, we have an Instagram page. So go follow us on Fiddle and Pipe. That is F-I-D-D-L-E-A-N-D-P-I-P-E. And I win the spelling contest. Yeah! You forgot there's an and sign at the beginning of it. So it's at Fiddle and Pipe. If you don't like Instagram, we also still have our Facebook group active. You can find us at the Fiddle and Pipe Forum on Facebook. If you love us even more, then definitely check us out on Patreon at patreon.com slash fiddle and pipe. We have bonus extras for you, including bloopers and a special happy hour podcast because who doesn't love happy hour? I love happy hour. Brittany loves happy hour. So you should Mm. join us for happy hour. We just recorded an ad that had a bunch of bloopers. If y'all want to see it, check us out on Patreon. Anything else, Brittany? We also do have listener support on anchor.com. So that's anchor.com slash fiddle and pipe. If donating is kind of a little much for you right now, we totally understand. You can always rate and review us for free on Apple Podcasts Mm -hmm. or any other streaming platform that would allow you to do so. We only want five star reviews. No four and a half. Just five. And you can say things like, wow, just listen to this podcast for the first time was enthralled, fascinating conversation, love that they have cats, A+, plus. 10 out of 10 would recommend. It's simple as that, people. And we'll read it on air. You can follow us on Instagram. I am at Music, And I'm at Cat Flinch Flute. And our podcast is at Fiddle and Pipe. <laughs> yep. Stupid app sign. Anyway. Now let's listen to the episode. <laughs> Hi, I'm Brittany Ross, and I play the fiddle. I'm Catherine Flincham, and I play the pipe. And together, we are Fiddle and Pipe. Two classical musicians who are reading and discussing topics beyond the staff. So grab a book, take a seat, and tune in. Yay, we are both recording. I feel like it wouldn't be a Fiddle and Pipe episode if I didn't start out with that. Yeah, it wouldn't be. (laughs) Well, welcome to... Well, thank you for listening. Girl, are you talking over me? How dare you? Yeah, yeah, I am. Thanks for listening. This mm-hmm. is Fiddle and Pipe, episode 19. Uh, uh, I, f- I feel like I think. we start every episode and I always say it's the wrong number. And then I don't realize it until we're editing. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I, I think what we need to do before we record each episode is actually like, look and then kind of keep track of what episode we're on. You know what the funny thing is? Is we literally just looked. We're like, oh, okay, we we, we just put out um, like 15 <laughs> and we just had, oh, wait, does that mean that this is 18? Because we just, we just put out 15. Yeah, this is episode 18. God You're right. <laughs> <laughs> so welcome to Fiddle and Pipe. We can 
keep track of our own podcast, as you can see, so. I drank so much coffee this morning. <laughs> I still feel jittery. I'm still on my first cup. So I got David a French press for his birthday. <gasps> oh, you're such a nice wife. I know. Seriously. I know. <laughs> but you have to put so much coffee in it to actually mm-hmm. use it. So it basically comes out to you're using like a pot and a half's worth of ground coffee for two cups of coffee. Oh, and I drink two cups of that coffee. So I'm like, I think I'm having like <laughs> heart palpitations. <laughs> like, woo. So my, my next big purchase that I want to make after I finish off paying my car is I, well, one, I want to get a nice good paint job on my car and this stupid dent out because there was a dent on it when I got the car. <laughs> so I was like, oh, you know, it's fine. That's why the price is lower. Anyway, but I really want to get a coffee maker slash espresso Ooh. machine so I can make my own uh, espresso drinks and, you know, watch a bunch of TikToks that I follow. I don't think espresso. I've ever had espresso. Really? Yeah. I don't know. Always, really? It always made me nervous because people at coffee shops add shots of it to their coffee, and I'm like, that can't be good for you. It's so good. <laughs> yeah, but people add, like, four shots of it to their coffee, and I'm like, are are, are you okay? <laughs> if I see somebody that comes, I've had people that have come into work, and they've asked for, like, a four-shot Cortado, and there was, like, one guy that used to come in all the time, and What's he would order cortado? that. It's a baby latte. It's basically two shots and then you add that equal amount of milk to those espresso shots on top, and you don't add any foam. So it's like a baby stronger latte. I don't think I've ever had a latte. I mean, lattes are basically just espresso shots, like a quarter or a third of espresso shots, if you think about it. Um, and then the rest is milk. That's You're it. talking to someone who like only drinks like brewed coffee. I don't get the fancy drinks. I used to drink lattes a lot when I was younger, and... I got really sick of them because one, sugary. It's just too sugary. And it depends mm-hmm. on like what you get. But I don't want a plain latte either because I think that's gross, personally. Yeah. I think like a nice step of like that's stronger and above lattes are cortados and um, cafe au lait, which is basically like two thirds worth of drip coffee and then like a third of steam milk on top, if you think What's about it. And that's milk? what I. Is it just hot milk, milk that you steam? Yeah. Like, it froths. I'm learning so You much. look so <laughs> confused. Have you I ever just, been to a coffee shop? Yeah, I just, I, I just I asked for their... I coffee with I, you. I ask for their dark roast with room. That's all I do. That's all I do <laughs> at coffee shops. When David and I went to Savannah, we went to a, a coffee place. We went to a few coffee places, and we got a bunch of... Uh, whole bean coffee it's so good mm. to take home but we went to one of these places and I was like yeah can I have a dark roast with room and David looked at me he's just like how do you know what to order here you're so smart and I'm like <laughs> like the bare bones basic I just I mean you literally did get the most basic drink that probably every barista is like oh thank freaking god that she asked for this because i don't feel like making a lot yeah, they just like grab the container they just pour it in they're like yeah you're good yeah to go. like whenever somebody comes in and gets a drip coffee i'm like oh thank god like i don't have to dirty any more dishes i don't have to make something fancy i could just get the cup put it underneath that little carafe thing and give it to them like take it go see you later 
You want to know when I really started drinking a ton of coffee? Was it when we started hanging out? Yeah, when we started <laughs> hanging out. Uh, my freshman year at Kennesaw, your sophomore year. I think year. you mentioned that one time, too. And I was just like, oh, <laughs> I think I was probably... Because I definitely drank coffee beforehand, but I feel like whenever we hung out, we would we get caught. I would come to Kennesaw with like a Yeti or a thermos of coffee. And then we would get coffee in the morning. So this is two coffees. Mm-hmm. If we had matching classes, we would get coffee in the afternoons. Yeah, we would. <laughs> and I remember sometimes we got coffee together in the evening. So I I pretty consistently had like two to four cups of coffee We would go to PJ's coffee too. That was awful. I know. It's so... But it was convenient. It was so convenient. <laughs> It was just so nice and convenient because I was like, oh, I don't want to go to the social, like, the, was it the social sciences building? Was that what they called it? Yeah, where they had, like, a an Einstein's kind of place. No, it was the other shop. It, it wasn't Einstein's because Einstein's was in the business building. But I knew I didn't want to go to Einstein's as much because their coffee was more expensive than PJ's. Wasn't the New Orleans place in the social sciences building? Yeah, it's PJ's. Oh. Yeah, there was another coffee shop in the social sciences building, and I forgot what it was called, but there was another stand of that at DU as well, in the student center. <laughs> and I was like, oh, it's that fancy coffee shop that I never went to. Because <laughs> it was expensive. I was like, I'm not paying, like, five bucks for a latte. Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, I would just go off campus and get coffee. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I didn't start drinking coffee either until I was a freshman in college. <laughs> <laughs> Something about college just really turns you on to coffee. Did I tell you my experience when I first had coffee, though? When you first put down the bean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I never drank coffee before that. I mean, I, I think, like, the only time I ever drank coffee in my life before college was when I was, like, a little kid, and I would see my dad get coffee, and he would put, like, a crap ton of cream and sugar in it. And so I was basically getting, like, 1% coffee and, like, a whole mm-hmm. bunch of, like, cream and sugar. And so... Did you ever do that thing where at KSU it was in the spring and it would be like all the art departments, like dance, choir, orchestra sometimes? It would, it would like rotate mm-hmm. between the orchestra and the band or wind ensemble. Band. I'm thinking about what we were talking about with Matt last week. Sorry. It was like a kids outreach concert. The Cobb Energy Center thing? Yes. You had to like show up at 7 a.m. for like the tuning A or something like that. Do you remember that? Mm-hmm. So my freshman year was when the Win Ensemble was doing it. And so I had worked the night before really late. I woke up at four in the morning mm-hmm. and I went, I went and carpooled with Darcy and Mia. And Darcy was the sweetest person on the planet because she had a nice little lunchbox of like bagels and cream cheese and fruit. Like, oh, wow. Darcy was awesome. <laughs> Thank mm-hmm. you, Darcy. Uh, so we carpooled to the Cobb Energy Center together, and I was tired. But I hadn't drank coffee or any, like anything. I was just like, I'm got to get through this day because I think this was when I had classes until seven o'clock in the at night. So I was like, okay, let's do this. Like, did the performance, and I was like, okay, I'm still tired as hell. Then we go to Panera, and Panera has coffee. Mm-hmm. And I got coffee because I was like, let me just try it. And I put a bunch of cream because they have, like, the flavored creamers. I put a bunch of cream in there. I put a bunch of sugar like I did when I was four years old. And I was like, okay, this is pretty good. Like, 
I'm okay with this. Yeah, okay, this is good. And then <laughs> I think I got more <laughs> coffee somewhere, like either at the Commons or somewhere on campus. But I remember I got coffee at a place. Then we had, we performed at the Cobb Energy Center, and then we still had to go to Wind Ensemble right afterwards. That's how crazy it was. So I went to Wind Ensemble. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't know how I survived that. And then we had the musicology class with Dolan, who would always say, uh, um, uh, 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 um, uh. Did you ever have him? Did I take that that class? Maybe he, like, stopped teaching the class after my freshman year. But I swear, like, we would sit there in musicology, and he's like, so, uh, um, in, uh, uh, Ghana, this, um, uh. Musicology, like... So, remember when we did that hybrid thing where we had, that we talked about last time with Matt, where you had the lit mm-hmm. class, and, like, that was kind of split up. You oh, had one class yeah. and another class. Freshman ev- seminar. Yeah, and then everybody had to take musicology on Mondays and Wednesdays, or I guess, like, mm-hmm. if it was on your schedule, but everybody had to be in that lecture hall somewhere in whatever yeah, building. Yeah, we had him. No, I think he, I think somebody else was teaching it after he, because I think he went to Cincinnati, but I just remember we had that class till seven, and then, and then I was with Mia, and she was like, okay, let's go home, and then Dr. A saw us, and he was like, there was a concert happening, and it was like some special concert, because there was some special guest, and I think, like, Dr. A heard us, and then he kind of just, like, made this, like, sad face, (laughs) so Mia was like, did you just see the way that Dr. A looked at us, and I was like, hold on, and I went and got more coffee, (laughs) and I sat through this performance till 11 o'clock. So you had, like, five cups of coffee that day? I remember also, I don't know when this happened in the afternoon, but I remember I was sitting in the music building practice rooms laughing for a solid 15 minutes. You were in a good place. I think Jackson was there, and possibly Darcy, and they were staring at me. Like, I was going senile, and I'm, I was probably going senile, but that was the longest day ever. <laughs> like, I hated it. <laughs> I started drinking coffee when I was in high school, but I really wouldn't drink coffee. I would drink those Starbucks, maybe they were lattes. I don't know, but they were like The Frappuccinos? They, no, it had coffee in it. The Frappuccinos were the cold drinks. Oh, you would it have, like, a, the hot ones? It was a hot drink, and it had some chocolate in it. Like a mocha? Yes. And I, I don't know. And I just drank a bunch of those. And then I kind of like was drinking that and energy drinks. And then like my junior or senior year of high school, I just started drinking coffee. You're like coffee and energy drinks and your heart is like. (laughs) Yeah, I'm surprised I didn't die. (laughs) I mean, there were moments in undergrad where I would deliver pizza and I would, I would be at school all day long. And I think I would average like two to three cups at school and then when I would deliver pizza I would average like two cups or three Mm -hmm. depending on the shift if it was a busy Mm -hmm. shift and I was like I hate this I would go to Starbucks (laughs) I would go in the (laughs) drive-thru but I would like show up to that drive-thru all the time only when it was like empty never full because I didn't want to be that person but Mm -hmm. yeah I would do it that was my life and I would go to bed at midnight wake up at five and I had I was like, yeah, let's do it today and do the same thing over again. So now that we're like 15 minutes into our episode that I'm sure is going to be edited down, we wanted to take today and do our first Way Back Wednesday. Thank you for listening to the rant anyway. And we just wanted to chitty chat a little bit about 
our experiences as uh, freshmen at Kennesaw oh. and maybe help you, <laughs> the listener, as you potentially navigate towards college or grad school or post high school, whatever you do with your life. Yeah. And the first thing is, is that you're most likely going to fall in love with coffee. Coffee's going to be your best friend. <laughs> I love coffee. I drink so much of it. <laughs> College was great. Freshman year was really rough, though, I feel like. It was very, like, up and down. Mm-hmm. I agree 100% about that. I guess I didn't I didn't know you when you were a freshman. Well, I no, was, because was, you didn't go to camp. Yeah, I was still in high school, so. I know, like, with my, my personal freshman experience, um... I think you did this too, but I lived off campus. I lived at home with my parents, mm-hmm. um, and I actually lived at home for my whole undergrad experience to save money. But that being said, I feel like my experience overall was really not that much different than a bunch of people who live on on campus. I drank too much. I <laughs> stayed out too late. I didn't sleep enough. Got my ass kicked, <laughs> metaphorically. <laughs> I practiced a lot. Mm-hmm. Found out very quickly who my true friends were. You do. And that's a big thing that I learned, too, because what I saw, especially in the fall, was I I was actually really sad because I was living on campus. I I wasn't living on campus. I was living at home. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I was missing the college experience that, like, everybody that I knew from high school were experiencing. See, I felt that way, too. At the time. I was just kind of sad because, like, I saw all these people that I used to be really good friends with. They were enjoying their time in college, and I felt miserable because I was literally at school every single day from 7 till 5, 6 o'clock at night. Mm -hmm. And, I like, I remember there was one friend of mine, and I remember they asked me, like, when I was going to classes, and I told them what my schedule was. And, And, I mean, in all honesty... If you decide to go to college and be a music major, you're going to be at school, like, all day long. It's just yeah. the reality of it. And when I told them when I was going to school, they are like, oh, that sucks. They're like, you should get a better major. Cause, and then I was like, well, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, I don't have to go to school until, like, 2 o'clock on Tuesdays and Thursdays. And I'm sitting there like, go away. <laughs> I had acquaintances and friends from high school who were in the same thing. And they would, like, sleep until 11 and then go to class Mm -hmm. at, like, 2. And I'm like, what is that life? Yeah, even when I lived on campus in my second year, my roommates, I think one of my roommates, one of my roommates had, like, an early class with me Mm -hmm. um, in the fall. But it was a lot later in the morning compared to when I had to get up. And I would be in the music, like, I would be in the music building practicing my flute at 7 a.m. And my roommates would be like, we never see you. And I'm like this is my life. (laughs) Yeah. I'm probably, like, stressed out, like, this is my life now. I feel like my freshman year was, I mean, it's just, like, such a shock. It's it's way different from high school. You are, like, fully in charge of what you're doing and when you're Mm -hmm. doing it. Um, And even as a music major, I mean, we were on campus from, what, six, seven, or eight in the morning until five, six, seven at night. And, like, you were not, we were not in classes the whole time, but we were practicing or hanging out with each other. I mean, the the music people become such a close-knit group of people. I mean, yeah, and the only reason why I ended up moving on campus my second year was because <clears throat> my spring semester, because of that freshman, cinema, eh, freshman seminar thing, 
I didn't see my family for the entire spring semester. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> because I was at school all day long. Sometimes I would have to go work at Pizza Hut. Mm-hmm. The only time I ever saw my family was, like, Saturday mornings. That's it? That's insane. Like, or, or if my mom was lucky, she would see me <laughs> at church because I wouldn't leave with her. I would go before her for choir. <laughs> and I would see my mom in the distance on the other side of the sanctuary. And I'm like, hello, mom. So then were you kind of like, what's the point of living at home if I'm not going to see my family? That, and that's the only reason why I moved on campus because it would just make more sense for me to be there. And it would be easier for me to not move around so much because I was delivering pizzas all the time. And I would be at, again, I would be in the music building at 7 a.m. every morning practicing. Mm -hmm. And, or if I was done with a Pizza Hut shift, I would be there at night Mm -hmm. and practicing. And I think it was a good decision. And I mean, it also taught me to be financially responsible for myself because, Mm -hmm. and I think I'm a very, very good at that. Because, I, I mean, my parents were like, well, if you move out, you're not, like... You're, like, on your own financially. Yeah, mine exactly. the same way. Yeah. It was nice to have them so close because, like, if I didn't have time to eat dinner, I would go home. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was a really good decision for me to do that and live close to campus. And then my last year, since I wasn't there as much as I was my freshman and sophomore and junior years... I decided to move back home and save money, and I mean, it was nice because I really didn't have to be on campus all the time, and I could spend time at home to practice, I could spend time with Woody, I could spend time doing a little bit more of what I wanted to do, (laughs) which is nice. Have I told you how much coffee I drank today? Uh, no. Well, I had two cups, and one of them was from By the Beans. Buy the beans? What's that? It's a small little business in upstate New York. They roast coffee and coffee-related products. Ooh, tell me more. I know how much you like fall-flavored coffee. PSL season is my fave. They do have pumpkin, cinnamon, apple, and caramel apple coffee, as well as dry rubs, coffee syrups, and more. Ooh, that actually sounds really delicious. For our listeners, if y'all want to order some coffee, you can plug in the promo code FIDDLE three for 10% off your order on their website, buythebeans.com. 10% off? That is a steal. You can also find them on Facebook and Instagram at buythebeans. So I think I'm going to buy some coffee now. So if your slogan's not grab life by the beans, it definitely should be. Well, I'm going to grab life by the beans and I'm going to grab some coffee now. Girl, I'll see you in a few hours. Ugh, freshman year. Freshman year was rough, and did we become friends the fall of my freshman year or the spring? It was the spring, because I remember seeing you in the fall, and I remember knowing of you in the fall, mm-hmm. so that was but it. at that time, when I was a freshman, um, I came into college with, like, a really, I don't know, did you kind of start at college this way? How, like, your freshman class was, like, very close-knit for your first, like, semester or two, and then y'all, like, branched off? Not so much? Mm, No. I felt like an outsider. Mm -hmm. 100%. I wrote a blog about this. (laughs) Maybe I should rewrite it, repolish it up or something, revamp it. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Anyway, when I first started KSU, I didn't know I wanted to do music. I really didn't know what the hell I wanted to do. I was very confused. I had no clue what life was going to take me in. 
I chose music because I wanted to play more than one concert a semester because that's all I got when I was in high school. I didn't do anything outside of that because we were so heavily marching band focused that I didn't spend time doing auditions for like Geiso or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So I had no clue what I was getting myself into. My parents had very little knowledge and <laughs> I made a big mistake on my first day. I left campus on the first day of school to go home for an hour to eat lunch. And then I went back to campus and could not find a parking spot anywhere. Big mistake in <laughs> Kennesaw. Yeah. On the first day. And guess who was 30 minutes late to the first wind ensemble rehearsal? Oof. I don't think anybody really liked me because of that. So if that can tell you anything. Oh, also, I had no clue what I was doing with music, like, at all. So my placement audition, I was given Chike 4. Never heard Chike 4 ever. Did I practice for Chike 4? Absolutely fucking not. (laughs) I did not practice those excerpts whatsoever, but some, for some reason, they put me in wind ensemble (laughs) and orchestra. And I was like, oh lord. And they put me on piccolo on a lot of pieces. And did I practice my music for wind ensemble? Not really. I didn't listen to the music in the in on what is it called? Was it out? Like what was the platform that we used? I would just use Spotify. No, no, no. At KSU, like where we would submit like assignments and stuff. Owl Express. That's it. <laughs> he would put recordings on Owl Express and stuff, and I never listened to them. <laughs> I was not a good student. Yeah, that's the vibe I'm getting. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Like, I wasn't, I didn't know what music majors did, and I didn't live on campus. I didn't, so I didn't know anybody. Mm-hmm. And I think me showing up late, me not being prepared for rehearsals, I think that really set, a, 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 I guess, a... Like a precedent? An impression. It was like yeah. a bad first impression, and so yeah. I don't think it mattered how much work I had made over the four years and how much progress I made. Never mm-hmm. impressed them. So it's fine. But I learned a lot from that first month. Mm-hmm. I just, I had no clue, and I had to learn the hard way on my own. I felt very, very alone, and that's how it was for mm-hmm. my fall, like the entire fall semester. I don't think I really started warming up to anybody until I started talking to Mia and Darcy. Those were mm-hmm. the two people that really, like, because they were flute players just like me, and... They were pretty nice, too. I remember. They're, they're like, the nicest people on the planet. I, Me and Mia related a lot because we're flute players, and we had, like, the same classes, and then Darcy was older, and so she knew she, she knew more than I mm-hmm. <laughs> did. Mm-hmm. And so she was just, like, really kind and, you know... I value that a lot. And I think also since, like, Mia and I decided to room together when we went to China in mm-hmm. the winter. So jealous. For, yeah, that was cool. So we went to China in my freshman year, like, around New Year's. Um, I think because of that trip as well, that's how I met a lot more people, I guess, mm-hmm. and started warming up a little bit more. But, yeah, I just remember I felt so alone. Like, I would cry all the time. I confided in a friend of mine at the time a lot more than ever because they felt alone as well, and they weren't at KSU, so I wouldn't be at KSU all the time. I would be out and about doing other things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the only time I felt like comfort in music school were my lessons mm-hmm. with Christina. I guess the reason why was because she was really amazing. 
Mm-hmm. I've never, like, heard of somebody play flute like that before. Yeah. And she wasn't judgmental towards me at all. Did she not scare you as a teacher? Because I remember I mm-hmm. loved I loved Helen, but lessons would always give me a little anxiety. A lot of anxiety. <laughs> I think I was really scared at before my first lesson because um, of who she was. And I was like, oh, God, like, I've never met anybody like this. I never put myself out in the flute world when I was in high school ever. So... When I practiced, I practiced what she would assign me, and I took it to heart because I was like, I want, I want her to be proud of me. I want her to know that I, mm-hmm. I value her time and I value her, what she has to say. And I think my lessons with her evolved, and I don't know. It's weird because I look back at what I was doing when I was playing towards the end of my senior year into college, and I wasn't doing well practicing wise and I wasn't as motivated but when I started Mm -hmm. like doing lessons with Christina I became more motivated and when I watched her in concert as well for the first time that also like motivated me as well because I was like wow she's not only amazing but she plays with the symphony and this is the music that that they make is absolutely wonderful I want to be something I want to be a part of something like this Mm -hmm. and so that's what got me to be more serious I think I was pretty serious my freshman year, but I definitely got caught up in kind of my whole freshman class. Most of us were string players, Mm -hmm. I feel like. So we all got very close because we were around each other all the time. And then the group kind of imploded my spring semester because I went to Kennesaw with my ex-best friend and we went to the same high school together and they were just a very toxic person with a lot of issues. And that kind of divided the group because this person tried to turn everyone against me, even though they were having a bunch of issues. And everyone kind of realized that they were just a toxic and honestly crazy person. And it really wasn't until my spring semester that I kind of buckled down and started doing things for me instead of trying to, you know, be friends with this group of people who I'm... I mean, Matt was in the group too. Yeah. And Neil. I was mm-hmm. in the group. I'm so I'm so good friends with both of them. Who else obviously. was in the group other than you three? Uh, Danny. Sarah. Oh yeah. Sorry, I was like oh. her friend Taylor, who I don't really talk to. Britton, who I don't really talk to. I was kind of it. I mean, there were definitely other freshmen, but for that little group, that was that was kind of like the string players, and mm-hmm. we just kind of fell out of sorts with each other. And I think most of us kind of came to the realization that this person was not a good person to be around and kind of got away from that person but yeah like I said it really wasn't until my second semester that I kind of like buckled down I'm like all right you know I gotta get my shit together I gotta practice I gotta do good in my classes yada yada and that's when I started spending more time at school because I think my first semester if I was at school I would just be hanging out with people and not practicing yeah (laughs) I remember because um I, I remember your group exactly, because I remember you guys were all together <laughs> all semester, and you guys would be, like, in a room together, <laughs> just probably talking, and I remember some yeah. people get pissed, because they're like, I need to practice, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, and then, like, all, like, six of us or whatever were hogging up a practice room, not really doing anything in it. I really liked the old music practice rooms. I, I did it. not like was... the virtual room, so I, I get the frustration in a way. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like you kind of, you like immediately bond or like try to bond with people in freshman year and then you realize really quick like who 
you should be friends with mm-hmm. and who has it's like similar goals and similar interests and I feel like that's just kind of part of growing up. Oh, yeah. Because, honestly, from high school, I really only talked to one person. Like, I talked to Cassie, and that's it. Everyone else I met in college or grad school. It's like who you talk to today. And you're absolutely right, too. And for me, at least, I felt so lost that I confided in somebody that wasn't part of music. I was friends with them all through undergrad, and now I'm not friends with them anymore because I just, you know, realized that this person got mad at me because I got serious my freshman year towards the end and into my Mm -hmm. sophomore year. And I just knew that wasn't healthy where I had friends that were part of music, not part of music that didn't treat me that way at all. So, yeah, I remember like when I met you your freshman year, you were always in the music building practice rooms and your eyes would be at the window. (laughs) You'd always be like peeking through the <laughs> staring out the door, looking for freedom, <laughs> looking for a distraction. Well, you know, you would be like looking in my practice room because I'm in there and I'm just like sitting there. <laughs> Probably like this is before we were friends. <laughs> yeah. I think this is how we actually met. <laughs> because I was staring into your practice room. Well, like, wow. I think we were the only two people in the music building at the time. I don't remember if it was late at night or like later in the day or whatever, but I remember that. We ran into each other in the hallway, or you saw me. I don't know, <laughs> but I just remember we ended up talking in one of the practice rooms for, like, ever. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember we, like, I don't really remember, like, our first few conversations, but I remember we, like, we clicked really instantly. And I just remember after that, like, you would always, like, peek in my... <laughs> or, like, you if always- you walked really fast or like if you walked really fast and I would like saw you and then you would like come back <laughs> or I would probably do the same thing I don't I just remember like that we bothered each other a lot <laughs> yeah we did but I mean like if you think about it that's how I became friends with like Jackson too he was always in the music building as well and so we went we ended up being friends because we were both there and we had class piano together and loathed it so much so yeah it's really interesting you kind of just become friends with like who's around you exactly and it it's weird it's still weird. <laughs> like i just can't think of it. well i'm I, just I like thinking like if, if if we if one of us preferred practicing in like the new music building like who knows we might not have been friends yeah i think i tried to when i first started at ksu I, and i just couldn't concentrate i also try to because i remember they built those practice rooms when i was in Gaiso like, my senior year or my mm. junior year of high school, so they were a big deal, and I practiced them a few times, and I was like, I don't like this. Yeah. <laughs> but I also, like, I don't know about you, but... So, I remember my freshman year, at least, with classes. My music classes were at 8 a.m. in the morning. Yes. All of them. But then I heard towards the end of my freshman year that your class were going to experience 10 a.m. music classes, and I was like... I was angry. <laughs> the only exception was if you were in remedial oral skills or music theory, because those were at 7.30, I think. Which I was lucky enough to not be in those, because I'm smart. So angry. Like, I'm telling you, it was a nightmare. Like, my freshman year theory class <laughs> at 8 a.m. in the morning, I remember this was, like, in September or October, like, just the way that when the sun rises and stuff like that, like the time of day. Mm -hmm. And so this is getting close to where we add an hour. 
So it gets, like, pretty dark in the mornings when you're driving to, like, school mm-hmm. at 7 a.m. in the morning. And I remember mm-hmm. I was just dead asleep, sad, lonely, Catherine, freshman <laughs> music theory at 8 a.m., Monday, Wednesday, Friday, with Wadsworth. <laughs> I remember <laughs> I was sitting down, and doc- Dr. Wadsworth is, like, talking about something about theory. And he's like, if you guys take a look at the sunrise tomorrow morning or the next morning, <laughs> like, think about this core. <laughs> Oh my god, that sounds sounds like something he would do. And then, the next theory class arrived, and I'm, again, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Wadsworth's 8 a.m. theory class, I'm sitting down, lonely, sad, tired as hell, and Mm -mm. somebody comes behind me, sits down, smiles with this giant grin that just angers me to the core. He was Mm -hmm. like, good morning, everybody, did anybody see the sunrise this morning? And someone was like, shut up. (laughs) And I, like, turned around. I was like, thank you. Oh, my God. I I hated it. I hated it, hated it, hated it. It's fine. I remember my classes my freshman year. I exempted oral skills one because I'm a smart girl. And I did well in the placement exam. But it was, like, 10 a.m. theory or oral skills. And then orchestra was from 11 to 12.50, right? 11 to 12.50. Yes. And then yes. we would usually have a break, and then I would have a class at two, that was some gen ed thing, and then I might have a class at like three. You were so 15. lucky. Being a wind player sucked because if you had orchestra, you had wind ensemble right after that break, so you didn't, you weren't able to take any gen ed class on Monday, Wednesday, Fridays from like eleven to five, like five, or was it four? I think four. Didn't y'all do it from like two to four forty-five? Yeah, so it would be from 11 to 5, really. Or it would be 4.50. So, until 5, might have been kind of. Because like, you have to think about, like, was it? Well, no, I'm just saying an orchestra was two hours, so one ensemble was two hours, not three hours. Yeah, never mind. You're right. So it's probably 2 to 3.45. Yeah, because I would have to get to work at 5.30, and I would go straight from one ensemble sometimes with my uniform on. <laughs> Gross. I would have to, because I had to make money. And I remember I got my job at Pizza Hut my freshman year. I learned a lot of things that year, too, about how to work in the food service industry. I remember a lot of the reason why I felt like I was kind of out of sorts with other people in my grade at the time was I was, I think, the only person in our grade, my grade, with a job. Because I worked at Kroger at the time. Yeah, I feel like I was one of the few people, if only, that, like, worked outside of the school of music. Like, I didn't work, I didn't want to work in, I didn't want to work on campus. I didn't want to work for the box office because everybody did. And I remember Jackson worked for them, and he said that it was hard to get shifts because so many people were working at the box office or as stagehands. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. Like, I need to make money. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I just remember that most of my peers didn't work or, like, had their parents pay for things for them. And, Mm -hmm. I mean, like, my parents weren't, like, abusive or anything, but, like, I worked since I was 15, and it was, like expectation that I was gonna work my parents got on to me about it right when I graduated really they didn't really like push it on me when I was in high school because I was doing flute things and marching band because that takes up a lot of time but I think like once like I was about to graduate my parents were kind of getting on to me about it and so I was like applying for every single job I applied at Chick-fil-a I applied at grocery stores yeah I applied to Target (laughs) got rejected (laughs) 
I applied to Captain D's. Gross. Like, who wants fast food seafood? No, thank you. Not me. Well, I think I applied because one of my friends had, was working mm. there. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I'll apply. But I applied so many places. And I didn't get, like, my first job until I worked at Party City for Halloween. I didn't know you worked at Party City. Yeah, I worked in... Oh, yeah, I worked in my fall semester. <laughs> you. Freshman year. Um, it was fun because you could wear costumes because it was during the Halloween season. Oh. It was bad because somebody thought it was a good idea to take a uh, poop in the dressing room because they thought it was a bathroom. Um, no, it was not a bathroom. <laughs> did you have to clean it? I cleaned the toilets because I was told that I was going to be able to keep my job if I cleaned the bathroom, so I did it. And I didn't get my job, so it's fine. Yeah, I had to clean bathrooms when I was a biker at Kroger. I did get my first gig my freshman year, though. So did I. With my teacher. Hey, yeah, I got it with my uh, old fleet teacher that I grew up with. She gave me a Christmas gig at her church, and that was my first gig ever. I played with her, too, and it was so fun. I was like, oh, this is what it's like to play flute. <laughs> I remember the first the, the first gig I did was, um, it was a wedding gig, and it was the spring semester of my freshman year. It was a friend of one of the people in the freshman group. It was one of Britain's friends, and it was... Me, mm-hmm. Danny, Sarah, and Britton, and at that point, we had had our falling out, and I was supposed to drive everyone from Kennesaw to Lawrenceville, which is like a 45-minute oh. drive, and the whole time there, this person, I'll just go ahead and say it, we read this over, I'm not giving a fuck, so we can say it, this bitch was like shit-talking me the whole time in the backseat of my own damn car, and I was like, what the fuck, and the gig was fine. And we got back, and then this person had the audacity to still shit-talk me, and I was like, look, you can't use me for my car, and then shit-talk me. Literally while I'm there, like, who mm-hmm. the fuck do you think you are? You can't treat people like shit, and I think that was... Keep in mind, this this person was uh, my best friend for four years or so, so when they had a conversation with me thinking that they should end the friendship based on ill-conceived notions i was like oh you know we'd still be friends we can still work it out but it was kind of after this point when i was just like nah fam you a bitch and i was just kind of like deuces and kind of did my own thing but yeah i remember i had my first gig and i was very excited because it was a quartet and it was a friend of the person who played cello and so we there have been a few weddings where i've played and i've gotten to like party with the people after and this was one of them yeah and i was like all right (laughs) But now I'm like... I, I get to party. Yeah, now I'm like, I don't want to party with y'all. Like, just give me my money and leave, and I'll leave. <laughs> I don't think I really partied my freshman year. I don't I don't think I did anything fun like that. I think I was just really... And again, that's why I felt like I kind of, like, missed out on the college experience in a way. Like, but I mean, at the same time, I was learning... I was kind of, like, getting to know myself more and what I wanted to do. So I'm kind of thankful for that at the same time. But I never really partied. And this was when I was, like... Starting at, like, Pizza Hut, and I wasn't really friends with anybody, and I, because everybody that I worked with didn't go to, they didn't go to Kennesaw, they were, like, living around town and stuff like that. What do you have in common with them? And, like, I was working with some kids that were, like, going to the other, they went to the other high school, they went to Etowah, and Mm -hmm. I didn't know them. They were way cooler than I was, like, for me. (laughs) If I went to high school with them, and I worked with them, they're like, oh, crap, like, this girl's working with us. She sucks. Like, I tell I tell Woody all the time. I'm like, if I went to high school with you, we wouldn't be together. <laughs> you would think I'm the weirdest, awkward, quiet girl that's ever. And I was. And that's how I was. And I felt so awkward 
around everybody. And so I really just hung out with two people. Mm -hmm. But I was also, like, going through a friend breakup with somebody that I was very close to before that. Mm -hmm. And I was really... My freshman year was just, like, confusing. I was just stressed out all the time. I was tired. I was working all the time. I was trying to discover, like, who I was as a person. and That's a lot. It's a lot to go through. Yeah. My great-great-aunt passed away, and I couldn't go to her funeral. I wanted to go so bad, but I couldn't go because I had to stay at school for rehearsal because I couldn't miss rehearsal. And then I had to go to work. I couldn't cancel off work. So I missed mm-hmm. her funeral. I was very confused because I had this weird do- guy. <sighs> I had this weird guy that I dated for, like, literally like a week Mm -hmm. (laughs) hit me up all the time and it confused me a lot Mm -hmm. we dated for a week and then he broke up with me to be with some other girl and I was like okay and I was really sad at the time and then I got over it like 24 hours later (laughs) after eating that golden corral (laughs) and then writing a poetry slam about the guy and getting extra credit for my drama class nice thanks guy (laughs) He's gross, so I think I'm better off. But he kept hitting me up all the time. And then this other guy that used to be a music major at KSU that I had the longest crush on in high school, because we went to high school together, mm-hmm. started hitting me up. And I'm, like, even more confused because he. this was, like, the third time he had done this stuff to me, <laughs> leading me on. <laughs> so I was just so confused. I was literally an emotional wreck freshman year towards the end of it and then um christina was like do you want to go to washington and nanny my kids i was like yes please take me away <laughs> i need to get out of here i don't think i dated anyone my freshman year i went on dates when i was in high school i my junior and senior year we had a pretty close-knit friend group and i dated one of the guys who was in that group and we dated for our seven months or so which is I think Mm. longish for a high school relationship yeah that's pretty long we ended it I broke up with him right before college started and because he was I I don't know I kind of got the vibe that we were going to do different things and I think I wanted to be a little bit more serious and he didn't either he didn't want to be or he didn't express that he wanted to be or I like wasn't getting the vibes right I'm not really sure but I think I just spent more freshman year like focusing on like myself. I don't think I was necessarily turned off the dating. I just it wasn't like a very strong interest for me. I kind of looked back and I was like, why was I so focused on dating? Because I I'm surprised that I was so like focused because I was busy doing other like crap. (laughs) To be very honest, I mean I was at school all day long, and that's how I became friends with a lot of people. And I'm surprised that I was like, oh yeah, dating. I think that was me too. I just like I didn't have the energy. To date. Well, I think this is also when I started becoming friends with a lot of guys. I was getting called the friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> so you had your pick of the litter. <laughs> that's how I was because I was just like I don't know. That's how I mean when you're in when you're in high school again. You, we talked about this a few weeks ago about sucky how sucky the media portrays love, and that's how I portrayed love because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, the time has finally come. <laughs> it didn't. It did not come. <laughs> And honestly, I'm very thankful for that because I wouldn't have met Woody and I don't know where we would be. We wouldn't have Lacey. (laughs) Oh, there she is. She's still in my loft. This entire session, she's been up here, so I'm I'm shocked. I remember I dated some people my sophomore year, but it was never anything serious. Like, I dated a few people. 
wasn't anything longer than a month or so and I did a couple of musicians and I think I found out pretty quickly I didn't want to be with a musician. I didn't want to date any musicians. I was never attracted to it. I think I tried dating that one guy that was at that one church that played guitar. He turned out to be weird. And he was weird. (laughs) It was very strange. Yeah. So I'm just good with the non-musician route. Woody doesn't know how to play flute. He doesn't know anything. He has no rhythm. He was kicked out of band in seventh grade, so we're good. David played violin when he was in sixth grade, and he dropped it the same year. He was like... No. <laughs> yeah, basically. Now he's married to a violinist. Which How is really ironic. Funny. I know, right? <laughs> Have you tried to teach him violin? I think I've tried to teach him Twinkle Twinkle Little Star, and he'll get like a little bit of the way, and then he's just like, eh. Not interested. Woody has tried to blow into the flute, and it's a hot mess. <laughs> we can start somewhere. He has a free teacher. Oh, yeah. I mean, you might as well. Really, our men don't utilize us, do they? No. <laughs> no. Uh, (laughs) I guess in I mean I could ask Woody to teach me how to be a bartender but I don't think he wants to do that (laughs) I guess in uh, closing this because we probably need to close up soon so Mm -hmm. you can do your thing if you could give advice to anyone entering college right now what would it be? I would say it's okay if you don't have it all figured out right now you will figure it out on the way because I didn't have it figured out and I thought I had to have it figured out and it stressed me out a lot and it really brought down a lot of my confidence, I'll say. I'm even today, I'm still working on building that up and I had no clue what I was doing. I didn't know what I wanted to do when I got into college and into my freshman year and getting, I learned a lot about myself and I was getting to know myself more Mm -hmm. And I was starting to figure out a lot more towards the end of my freshman year. Yeah, I I would agree with that. I think I went into college with the expectation that it's just supposed to be instantly better than high school. And I Mm -hmm. was kind of surprised when good chunks of my freshman year were kind of shitty. It felt like an extended, crappier year of high school. It really did. I was just like, I was figuring out myself. I was figuring out friendships. I was dealing with, you know, learning independence and freedoms and responsibilities and expectations of music school and of my professors and what I need to do to get to where I wanted to go and it was just a lot I would definitely think like my sophomore junior and senior years of high school were or sorry of college were significantly better same here that's our freshman experience (laughs) yeah um hopefully y'all got something out of that and I guess if not hopefully we had some fun stories yeah, and if you want us to share anything like this again, just let us know. We'd love to hear some feedback. Yeah, and if you want to hear any more awkward stories... Check out our Patreon. We got you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Check out our Patreon. Subscribe to that. And you don't even have to drink alcohol. You can drink a Shirley Temple if you want to go for it. Or a LaCroix. Or a soda. Just, just join our Patreon happier. Just do it. You won't regret it. Anyway. Well, I guess we should... And here we really need a closing tagline. We're so close to having 20 episodes and we still don't have a closing tagline. I just say bye. Bye.